Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yeah, how good. It's been close to three years since the Breakers captain Tom Amber Crombie has played a game in New Zealand at Spark Arena, a place where he's experienced so many highs throughout his career. He'll be hoping that Sunday night will be one of those moments when he will remember fondly as he makes his long away to return to the team following that serious eye injury. His comeback couldn't come at a better time with a top-of-the-table clash against the Sydney Kings on the cards. Could this be the year? The Breakers are once again title contenders. I think so. Come season's end. The man on the other end of the line will have a better idea than he do. And he joins us this morning. Tom, good morning, mate. Give us an update on your eye. How, how is it going? Yeah, morning, lads. Um, <clears throat> no, the eye's feeling good. The, uh, the bubble is burst, so to speak, and um, can see relatively clearly again. So it's, um, it's a relief to kind of have that, have that all behind me and um, pretty pumped to step out, out there with the boys again. Yeah, Tom, it's great to see you back, mate, amongst uh, you're a stalwart of that Breakers team. You've been there through the highs and the lows, and particularly with last year, there was plenty of lows. The sudden turnaround, Modi Moore, mate, you've had a front row seat to the drastic turnaround from the Breakers, mate. What can you put it down to? What have you witnessed from uh, from the front seat there? Yeah, I think um, look, Modi and coaching staff done a fantastic job of, um, you know, I guess they, they, they had a vision taking over this team and, and transforming us into, you know, one, a defensive minded defensive first team that um you know, really took pride in that end and, and a team that uh I guess coming back home to New Zealand that uh New Zealanders could you know relate to and um I guess you know, understand and appreciate those traits that um the team has shown already and that, that toughness and physicality and things that the boys have been playing with is um you know, that's, that's what we've talked about since day one of preseason that's what we've worked worked on this whole time to try and establish that identity. And honestly, the, the guys have been incredible these first few weeks of the season. Um, you know the way they've taken on challenges and and travel and things. Like we haven't had a an easy schedule by any means um, to start the season. But uh, you know every little roadblock that's been put in front of us, um, we've overcome. And you know certainly helps when you've got the character of being able to come home at the end of a long trip and 
spend time with family and things uh, makes a big difference. I know the I know the Phoenix and the Warriors will be watching what you guys have been achieving, uh, Tom. You know you, you you're coming off the bench this weekend. What's the plan? How are they going to use you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess we'll figure that out over, over the next couple of days. Um, you know, first couple of days of practice this week is really just about trying to reintegrate myself into the team. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting sick. Great, great timing as well. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, the guys have been away so much and I haven't had a chance to, to practice with them. So, um, you know, the last time I took the floor was in the preseason, and we were a completely different team. So it's been good to have a full week leading into this game. Uh, one to, you know, get to get to know my teammates again on court and, and how we're doing things now. Um, game plan-wise, how, how we kind of can use me, we'll, we'll figure out over these next couple of days. But, um, you know, it's certainly not about reinventing the wheel of what we've been doing. The guys have been doing a incredible job and I'll um, plug myself in in, in, in any way that uh, can help the team out. Mate, it's a huge day today, Tom, for, for mental health and we know you've uh, been on your own journey. You've had uh, a ton of injuries. That's all part and parcel of sport. But just quickly, how, how are you doing, mate? And how are you uh, going to approach this game, the mindset that you're going to bring? Yeah, um, <clears throat> look, no, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. It's... Uh, as you said, injuries in, in sports, um, they can be a tough, tough combination and uh, I guess lend themselves to, to you feeling a little bit isolated and things at times and um, it just makes you appreciate those times uh, when you're back out in the field or the court that much more and I guess approaching this game on, on Sunday, it's, uh, um, you, know, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself and, and certainly I'm not. Um, it has been a long time since I've Played at home, and it's going to be an emotional night for me. Um, but I'm just focused on going out there. And I think whenever you get in these situations, you just go back to you know, what it is you do and, and trying to concentrate on, on doing the things that you do well. And you trust that those will help the team in, in the long run as well. So that's what I'm focused on for Sunday. Hey, Tom, your name's become synonymous with basketball here in New Zealand. You've been around for, you know, what seems like an eternity. How does Tom Abercrombie measure his uh, impact going forward? Like, whereabouts do you think you can take your game? And with the side going so well, what's your horizon? Where, where do you expect to be uh, come the end of season? Um, <clears throat> yeah, look, I guess for me, you know, right from the start of this preseason, uh, I've always been a, a leader within this team, but um, that's probably taken on a different, different role uh, this year, especially with Modi. I think he's he's done a fantastic job of not only empowering me to have more of a voice, but uh, but everyone within the organisation as well. And we've seen that um, have some great effect as we've gone on. Um, you know what this team is capable of. <clears throat> it's early days, and whilst it's great to be top of the table, it's only round five. So you know, not not becoming complacent, staying humble, and, and continuing to work on the things that have got us here in the first place really important for the guys because um, you know, the season just gets harder and harder as we go along, as we've seen so far. Every team in this league is, is a good team capable of beating anyone. So if you're slightly off your game, um, you get shown up pretty quick. So making sure that we don't lose focus despite some, some early su- success and continuing to double down on the team that we want to be is going to be really important. Can you just shed some light on, on Modi Moore's like, <coughs> his coaching style and 
and directness. We had a, we had a guy, Alex Schiffer, on yesterday talking about Steve Nash and, and his coaching style was probably a little bit non-direct with, with players. Is Modi opposite and, and really passionate and direct with, with his players and the way he, get, and he gets results out of it? Is that kind of the way he coaches and sheds some light? For sure. For sure. No, he doesn't, he doesn't mince his words at all. He's, he's, he's extremely <laughs> honest with his players. But, um, you know, the guys have a huge amount of respect for him as well because he's extremely knowledgeable about the game. Um, you know, we see it every day when we're, when we're watching film, the, the details and things and the game plans that he puts together. I think the guys, you know, if they didn't, they certainly do now believe in what he's saying. And so it gives him, you know, that power to, to be... <clears throat> To be honest with guys, um, I think that's really important. I think the guys respect that, and um, there's no beating around the bush or anything like that. He'll tell you something if it needs to be said, but he'll also put your arm around you and, and help you if you're struggling and um, be the first guy to, to call you up on the phone if something's happened or anything like that. So I think he, he strikes a really good balance at the moment. Hey, Tom, we're talking about vulnerability today, and obviously Gumboot Friday supporting uh, Mike King's great um, calls here. When when your athletes we all we all co- go through some pretty hectic mental strains, um, whether it be our form, whether we're having conversations with coaches, contract talks, and stuff like that. What tool could you share with our listeners that sort of supports you when you're going through tough times? You know, I, myself, I you know I do I do a bit of mindfulness thinking, um, which levels me out. What what's your go to tool? Um, yeah, look, I think it's. With all this stuff, I and mean, then I've learnt you know, over a few years of playing, is just to, just to remind yourself that it is just a game at the end of the day. And I think um, Kevin Durant had a good quote or something um, on Twitter the other day, which is a miracle because he tweets some yeah. funny stuff. I but, saw uh, that one. I just love basketball. So someone was, yeah, yeah. No, someone was asking him, you know, oh, all this pressure on you, righty rah, and he's like, no, nah, man. Like, I tore my Achilles two years ago. Like, I get to play basketball for a living. Um, I'm blessed or something and you know he's absolutely right like we do get to play sport for a living and um, Mm. unfortunately people get paid to critique us for a living and that's just part of it you know it's part of part of what we do you have to accept some of that stuff and it can be hard to take criticism and things at times but it's all part of this big machine that's churning along and keeping yourself grounded and and reminding yourself um, you know, what's important, I think, is really crucial for me. I think guys with, with families and myself, spending time with your kids and, and getting away from sport is a really good distraction and just reminds you about um, you know, other parts of life because you know, whilst you're caught up in that uh, that grind of the season, it can be very difficult to, to get out of that cycle and um, you know, think about other things and allow yourself to, to have fun and enjoyment. But... Um, you know, finding ways to, to bring that fun and, and things into your life is really important. Yeah, that's huge, mate. Obviously, it just resonates with me um, uh, fully just throughout my career. You get so fixated on this one job, this jersey, trying to impress 5 million people. It weighs you down, mate. You've got to find that balance, and I can hear that balance in the back of your uh, <laughs> microphone right there, mate. They're all yelling for you, so we won't hold you too long, but you're taking on the Kings. So Tom Vodonovic, he's obviously facing his old squad. Has he been at the forefront of conversations this week? Has he been hyping up the lads? <laughs> No, he has. He's, he's pumped for this one. And, uh, you know, he, he was with their, their team last year, obviously, and they won a championship. They had a, they had a really good team. They got a lot of guys back, so he knows a lot of them. Um, and they're playing really good basketball again. So, 
you know, awesome, awesome challenge for us to see how we've come. Um, we're obviously playing some pretty good defence and they lead the league in offensive ratings and all those kind of metrics as well. So it's the, the clash of styles and, um, you know, Tommy will certainly be leading the charge in terms of taking it straight at these guys. We're looking forward to this one. Yeah, mate, it's going to be a hell of a doozy. Just quickly before you let you go, just tell us about these Breakers fans. They are the best fans in, in the competition, no doubt, hands down, eh? They are. Like it's, <laughs> you don't take for granted, um, you know, playing at home anymore. That's for sure. And Spark has been a it's been a fortress for us these, these first two games we've had there. And I forgot how loud it gets, man. Like it's uh, mm. it's pretty crazy in there. So. Yeah, Sunday's a, always been a good one for us. Sunday afternoon's a great time for, for people to come out and watch, so hopefully we get a full crowd there um, to spur us along because they make a, a heck of a difference for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a doozy, mate. T- Table-topping clash. Tom Abercrombie is back. The man, the breaker man. We appreciate your time this morning, brother. Hey, just one little spanner thrown in the works, a little bit of a sickness here, mate. No doubt you'll be fine come Sunday. Oh, yeah, man, we'll get over it. Nothing, a few, a few vitamins and oranges can't fix that. <laughs> oh, good man, brother. Appreciate your time. Good to have you back, and uh, go well, Tom. Thanks, fellas. See you later. There, there he is. Tom Abercrombie is back for the Breakers, an absolute champion. He is the breaker man. He's been there for so long, through the highs and the lows. And you remember last year, Kimpy, talking to Tom, they were, uh, I don't think they won a game. No. They were struggling, oh, and they were, we're away for tough. a long time. Yeah, mm. and he was saying that, you know, we're doing it really tough, you know, like in Australia, haven't seen my family for so long, and I reckon mm. they're just a happy bunch of blokes being back in New Zealand and, and living, you know, living their normal life. So, mate, they're top of the table. How good. And you're right with the, what if? You're right with the fans, is he? Now, we, we just set up here, Louis, me and Louis, we're going to get to one of the games up here, the home games up here, mm. um, and go and support the Breakers. So I can't wait. Mate, they got fanatical fans. They know how to do it. And you, you did right. You, they, thousand days since Tom's played at home. 2020, I think I was reading, and uh, it's been a long time. I think it'll be good. You touched on it there with the Warriors, how they've been able to adapt and overcome. It'd be quite good to dig a little bit deeper about how the Breakers have overcome what they've had. You know, the Warriors have been away for a few years, and mm. they struggled. The breakers are away. They really struggle, but they've come home. They've flipped the switch, and then they've uh, they've changed it, and now they're in a winning formula. They've obviously had a lot of changes with the coaches. Modi Moore's done a fantastic job. He's pretty direct with the team, but very similar. You think eh? it'd be great? Yeah, very similar for the Warriors to get in there and just dig a little bit deeper of how they've made that subtle change. Yeah, that co- that code sharing used to be a big thing back back when I was coaching. You know, you'd go and sit with coaches, and I remember sitting with um, the breakers coach. He was the, I forget his name, he was the Australian coach. He went on to coach Australia um, when he first came over here because he coached the Breakers at the same time uh, I coached the Warriors. And we sat down and we just shared our thoughts on travel, you know, building teams and stuff like that. This would be a great time to go and sit down with the Breakers. If, if I was in the Warriors there, I'd be sending my coaching staff to the Breakers to do some study and say, how have yeah, you hit the sure. ground running? Because when you hit the ground running at the beginning of the season – Man, it sets your year up. You know that. I know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the breakers, you know, and Tom's and Tom's hit the nail on the head. He said it is only early seasons, but yeah. getting those wins early go go a long way when injuries start to kick in, form starts to drop. 
You know what I mean? And you and you and the season starts to become long. So, mate, I, I'm, I take my hat off to them how they've come back after a thousand days. Tom Abercrombie and his side, um, just the way that they've started the season, unbelievable. Winning, winning close. They've had a couple of games. I think they took on the the jump jack. Uh, uh, jump jacks, I can't remember the name. Kens, the Taipans. They took on the Kens Jack Jumpers, and they won. And like they were down by, like, I think they scored one point or two points in the first quarter, and then they came back to win it away at Kens, and it was whew, so good, so good. That obviously those close wins that does a lot more for their confidence and just gives them confidence when they win ugly. Does so much for the team and uh, the breakers. They're flying. They're only five games in, so we can't get too confident, too ahead of get ahead of ourselves at the moment. But they are showing signs of a pretty successful season. So great to have Tom Abercrombie back. Well, we're going a little bit over time here, so let's rip straight into it. Darren Weatherly, forty-nine good horses have won the two thousand guineas. The roll call of seriously good horses have gone on to dominate. Is huge. Well, here's Pierre, the gelding, leading the market. And preparation for this big race on Saturday. And Darren and the team are ready to rip in. So, Daz, morning to you, mate. How are you? Is he all right, mate? Oh, I'm very, very good, mate. How, how's Pierre tracking for the big one tomorrow? Look, I tell you what, mate, he's, um, he's travelled really well. He hasn't turned a hair. Um, his work's been good and he's eating everything. Um, on the other hand, I've been walking the box and I've gone off my tucker, but I mean, <laughs> as long as he doesn't read the paper, we're, we're fine. Yeah, mate. Just tell us, Darren, now, how did Big Time Australia and our Aussie Kier get involved? Uh, look, that was after his first win at Matamata. Um, Aussie um, gave me a call and um, he wanted to buy the whole whole lot of the horse, mm. but um, he, wasn't, he wasn't for sale. i tell you what, he's got a couple of owners. and Well, I, I owned half of them as well as my good friend, very right, and we we breed the horse, and um, we're kind of in different stages of life. He's um, Barry's um, eighty six years old, um, a young eighty six, but he's eighty six years old, and he's got a million dollars in his back kick. And I, I owe the bank a million dollars, so we're in different stages of life. <laughs> um, and um, Aussie Aussie jumped on board, and he wanted he wanted the whole lot, and I said no. And then he come back at half, and I said no. And then he said, what about half of your half? And I thought, well. Look, it's going to keep the bank manager happy and the wolves away from the door for a bit. So, um, yeah. So, hey, but I'll tell you what, he's a, he's a big player, Ozzy Kerr. He's got horses with um, shit bigger trainers than me, you know, like, um, mm. you know, Aaron Maher and Chris Wallace and that. So it, it certainly doesn't do our profile any harm having those colours run around on, um, on our horse here. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful, mate. Are you excited to see Pierre on on a good track? It's been racing on a couple of dusty ones, so you excited to see what it can do on uh, on the good one? I think um, I think uh, yeah, he's got such a, a a beautiful long stride, and I think the the, mm. the firmer ground will be a, it will be an assist for him, um, even though he has one on on softer tracks. But uh, yeah, he's got quite an electrifying sprint, and um, and the better track won't worry us. Hey, you've got Dynastic and uh, Cognito. Mark Walker's got a couple in there from Tauco. Where are the threats coming from? Oh, look. Hey, look, I respect them all, to be, be honest. And uh, Tauco have won the um, 2000 Guineas seven times, so you'd be a mug if you, you know, thought they couldn't do it again. Um, and also those two fillies down the bottom with that weight allowance, they, they look like they have a, have a little bit of ability as well. So... Um, Obviously, you know it's uh, we've got a ticket in the lottery and we've got a pretty good ticket. So um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't swap my horse for anything, but um, 
I still respect um, the opposition. Uh, you know, like coming down from up north, it's a $4,000 buddy plane fare and that, so they wouldn't come down just to run last. They obviously all think they're in with a hope, and um, it'll be interesting at 4.39 tomorrow afternoon. Oh, it's a hell of a race. I backed Novier last year, and anyone can win. That thing ran from last to, to win it in, in a canter. So what would Nabba, yeah, exactly. what would Nabba be, be looking to do from a good barrier? Oh, look, um, I would just... He, he rode a, a 10 out of 10 at Matter Matter, and if he could... If he could mm. posse him up in a nice position somewhere and just get him in a in a good rhythm and behind the leader somewhere, um, I'd be I'd be happy. And he's, um, you know, I said to someone yesterday, you don't need to give good uh, good jockeys don't need instructions and bad ones don't follow them. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll pretty much mm. leave it up to Nabber and see how the tempo of the race goes. Race four, Marina Farina, is that a chance? Maria Farina is probably um, she's actually a half sister older to um, Pierre and she's probably one of the fastest horses in New Zealand when she um, for that last hundred metres it's just um, she's not in a, she's not push button she's an easy ride but she she sometimes works for the boys in Petoni I reckon because she spots the winning post and thinks the job's done and drops the tools so I just the Grilsy he's just got to smother her up and try and ride her a little bit unlucky and if she can get out late and dash at them late she's a she's a live hope she's a real um, she needs to run on the main road and she's struck a couple of, well, bad track in Sydney and, and so forth so um, she's going to get conditions to suit tomorrow and she's bouncing out of the skin so um, yeah we're hoping for a, a strong effort from her as well Beautiful, alright just before we let you go win or lose, head to the paddock after Saturday for Pierre Yeah he's going for a well deserved um, little break after after Saturday um, and and then we'll just assess where we go from there, whether we give him a another campaign over Christmas and, and look at something like the um, Levin Classic or um, whether he has a decent break and then we just prepare him for Sydney in the autumn. We'll just um, tick that box when it comes. Beautiful, mate. We're going to let you go, Daz. We appreciate your time. Just quickly, um, Sam Weatherly, obviously are playing golf with him on Monday. I hear he's a bit of a shark on the golf course. Is he all right? Yeah, don't, yeah, just be careful if he starts laying bets <laughs> or something there, is he? <laughs> Yeah, How do yeah, I get no, in his head? How do you get in his give, head? Give, yeah, yeah. Give me something. Exactly. You go. You're going out. Uh, Clearwater. They tell me. Yeah, Clearwater on Is Monday. Right? I'm gonna just heck. I'm gonna heckle him all day on Monday. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Good on you. No, he's to it. So we're at, he was at the driving range yesterday, having a bit of a practice and getting a lesson from uh, Jeff Pittman. So yeah, you better watch out. Take, make sure you take your wallet with you, Izzy. I <laughs> oh, will, Daz. Hey, good luck on Saturday, mate. Appreciate your time. Go well with Pierre and Nabra on top. Appreciate it, Daz. Thanks so much. Thanks, Izzy. Cheers, KB. See Cheers, you, mate. mate. There he is, Darren Weatherly. It is hugely important this day, and there is no one more important to talk to than our next guest, the one and only. Whew, looking forward to this one. After what has so far been an impressive showcase for the Black Ferns, the World Cup has reached its penultimate stage. Tomorrow night, Eden Park will host what must feel like the most important game of these players' careers. Not only will a win punch their ticket to a World Cup final at home, but it will go far in erasing memories of last year's Northern Tour woes. Scotty Stevenson will be helming the coverage of the semi-finals on Spark Sport, and he has been, as he has been all tournament long, it's great to welcome him into the show. Scotty, good morning to you, brother. Morning, is morning, Kempe. How are you, lads? Morning, mate. Oh, 
We're good. We're good. We're super pumped for tomorrow, mate. This tournament has been a cracker. Absolutely loved it, mate. So for you, you excited for tomorrow and what the girls can bring? Ladies? Yeah, mate, look, I am, mate. They've been extraordinary, haven't they? And uh, I was just mm. talking to someone yesterday thinking about how you go about finding a style of game that suits the athletes that you have, and that's where I think the Patreons has really laid down a blueprint, um, not just for them, but for other teams as well. And, and I know Wayne Smith will take a, a lot of... Well, he won't take any credit for it, but he should. Uh, but, yeah. look, they, they have just been incredible to watch, so entertaining, and... You know, I was thinking back, mate, those, those two weekends in, in Whangarei with 16,500 people each game, yeah, mate, they were incredible atmospheres to be a part of, and I was just so proud of my people from Tetai Tokoro getting out there and supporting <laughs> yeah. me for and I, and, you know, I hope, I really do hope that tomorrow, Aucklanders and those from around the region pour into Eden Park because they could be the difference for these women tomorrow night. Yeah, you're dead right about Tutai Tukuro. They did come out and support Scotty. What about the the way that they've, uh, I, I guess, adjusted to Wayne Smith's way of thinking and and showing some expression, backed by yep. an uh, Aotearoa crowd that actually wants to see these women go out and win? Do you think that's a, 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 a feather in Wayne Smith's cap or a much-needed change after last year's Northern Tour? Yeah, I think they had, look, there, there are so many mitigating factors for last year's results. So given these women hadn't played a test match in something like 27 months. So let's, let's park that for a second, but let's stay with the present because what's happened here is, is a rejuvenation for this team. They, have, they, they thoroughly believe in the game plan, and the game plan is simple, attack from everywhere. Look up, if there's space, <laughs> make it happen. And, and everyone follows. You know, there's not one woman out there who questions the decision. They get amongst it. They've got the kind of players who understand space. They've got players who understand support lines. Uh, I'm going to name a couple here. Ruby Tui's been outstanding in this tournament. Oh. So has Renee Holmes, who gets a shot at fullback this weekend. And Sarah Hidani last weekend at seven, who gets the job again ahead of co-captain Kennedy Simon. I, I thought it was one of the best seven performances I have seen in terms of support lines, hitting rucks, securing ball. It was just phenomenal. Are we, are we going to see similar sumo? Like, I've touched on it throughout the last couple of weeks. I love the run it from everywhere, the brand of footy, the exciting rugby that they play. But if you can't get that set piece right, that's only been the question mark. Can you see them winning this game? knowing that there might be a little bit of a force coming in the scrum and the line-out? Well, I think line-out's going to be their biggest concern. They're up against two great locks and Freer and Plough for the French. Freer, the captain, has been great at line-out time. Their line-out's pretty accurate for the French, although they don't use it as the attacking weapon that an England side or a Canadian side does. Uh, they build their game on defence and kicking is, and... They have rock-solid defence. They've considered two tries all tournament. That says everything, doesn't it, about the way they tackle. There's an incredible midfield matchup going on out here uh, tomorrow night as well between Vinnie and Philippon, the two French midfielders, and Fitzpatrick and Fleurless in New Zealand. That is going to go some way, I think, to sorting uh, the game result. And then you've got your kicking game. And uh, Juan is a very good kicker for France at 10. Bourdon is a fantastic halfback. Services are on very well, but you know, with Kendra Cox said, she will just look to up the tempo. And tempo, I think, is going to get this team over the line. It's not going to get bogged down in, in a dogfight with the French because they will lose that. Uh, if they just go out and bring chaos as they have done all tournament, that's, yeah. their best, uh, that, that's their best option. 
And, and the inclusion of Renee Holmes, obviously thought Ruby too was outstanding when she was mm. playing fullback. Mm. But is that more of a tactical uh, style of how they want to play, more of a running game? And knowing her, I was reading she was kicking them from 50 out, so points on offer, take yeah, them. What about that? Uh, yeah, no, she kicked beautifully in that last game. Didn't play in the last full game, but the game before, she was outstanding from the tee. I, I, mm. I think it's an insurance policy in some ways uh, with Boot mm. uh, as and I thought as much when she was selected. Um, look, and it just gives them options with Hazel Tubic on the bench. She can kick as well. Ruhe Demont kicked pretty well last week. So they've got those kicking options and they've got the long kicking options. Uh, I, I think it's a sign of respect for the French. I think it's a sign of respect for the kind of game they might find themselves in. Uh, but ultimately, Renee Holmes, too, is a wonderful counter-attacking player. Uh, and she yeah. will, she's just 22 years old, too. So to have the vote of confidence in a semi-final... Uh, it's do or die out there tomorrow night. I think that's going to see her elevate her game. And, and Wayne Smith was very complimentary about the way she's able to bounce back in games from small mistakes, and that's going to be crucial too. Hey, Scotty, if you had to pick one area that they needed mm. to really dominate to get through the semi-final and the final, where would that have? Where would that uh, area be? Well, on two things, actually, Ken. I think more defence is crucial. Uh, they're going to come up against yeah. big morning teams. If they make it through the final, and I suspect England will, um, with some ease, get past Canada, uh, England has scored something like 70% of their tries from the line-out. So you're going to have to have some more defence on point. Um, where's Jace Ryan when you need a mayor's? Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, the other area, I, I, I think it's just play your game. Um, they can be started on that team. <laughs> and play, playing at the line, they've got to they've got to play at the line. They've got to play against the French. They've got to use that pop ball. They've got to use their best support runners. Um, and to throw back to nineteen ninety five, you other fourteen give the ball to Porsche. Yeah, give it to Porsche, and then Asia when she comes off the bench. Man, we've got some wingers. I tell you, they are so exciting. Yeah. Hey, Sumo, yeah. you've been an advocate for for women's sport for a very long time. Not only rugby, cricket, you got football. Mate, are you proud? Are you happy with where we're at at the moment? And, and this is just what it's deserved for a very, very long time now. Are you starting to see some changes? Uh, I'm starting to see some acceptance that the, that the old ideas and the old concepts must die. And that yeah. uh, these women, you know, but look, there's not one of them, and you know the women in rugby as well as I do, there's not one of them who expects yeah. equal pay. There's not one of them that thinks mm. they're a bigger deal than the All Blacks. What they want is opportunity and respect for what they do, and they have to do it a lot yep. differently than the professional blokes. So, um, to be able to afford them the time and the space and the support for what they are trying to achieve, you know, they're out there representing their country just like anyone else, um, but they've got to do it um, under sometimes much tougher circumstances than the blokes do. So, you know, but you, you talk about advocacy, you know, if I can play a small part and just helping people understand the challenges that these women face to be able to do what they love to do, um, then you know, I'm, I'm happy to do that and I will continue to do that because they're outstanding people. They've got amazing mm. stories. They've overcome hurdles that most of us don't really understand um, and they're out there and they're playing a brand of footy from a, from a black fan perspective at least that is so entertaining and, and a joy to behold. And so, um, mate, I, I just I love being around them. They're great ambassadors and they're great humans. And captured the nation too, Scotty. That's what they've done through this World Cup. Hey, it'd be remiss of us not to ask you about the game up in the Northern Hemisphere that's going on, the All Blacks versus Wales. What's the, what's the headlines next week, mate? You're a fantastic story writer. What are they? 
Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a great question, Kizzy. I mean, I, I could I could go into a dystopian future here, but I won't. I, look, I, I, that, that, that's a pretty solid All Black side, isn't it? And um, you know, like they, they will be confident that they can get out there and put on a show in Cardiff. I think. Come on, uh, Sumo, tee off. That, that, no, that, they have to get out there and they have to perform. I, I, I think it's time to shine here. They would have looked at the Silden Tour, been Japan, uh, didn't matter. But these three games, this is what a World Cup's about, isn't it? Win three games straight and you can win a World Cup title. So they've got to go out there and bed down. And, and again, I'll go back to that point I made about the Black Ferns. Find a game plan that you believe in and then go out and perfect it. And that's what the Silver Black side, I think, is desperate to do. Yeah, I think they're lacking a little bit of belief at the moment. They need to go out there, build some cohesion and start playing as a team. Sumo, we're going to let you go, my friend. We appreciate your time. You're a busy man. You cover it all. You cover American <laughs> racing, uh, yachting. You're probably going to do bowls, temp and bowling, mate. You're a phenomenal broadcaster. I love what you're about. But quickly, how does tomorrow night unfold for you, bud? Uh, Ferns go through and England goes through. There you go. And I think the Ferns do it in style. Nice. The the Ferns do it in style. The Black Ferns taking on the French tomorrow night at Eden Park. As Sumo said, if you're in uh, amongst the region, get there. Support our ladies as they go on and hopefully lift that trophy come the end of the tournament. Thank you so much, Sumo. You're doing a fantastic job with all the wahine on the panel. Appreciate your time. Keep it up. Thanks so much, brother. Legends. Thanks, boys. Great to chat. Good man. There he is. Scotty Sumo. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty on the money, and you did right. He's a hell of a broadcaster and a hell of a writer. Oh, Everything he writes is just like, bang! Fantastic writer. Fantastic writer. First met, I first met Scotty work for a mate of mine called Paul McNamara. He's an uh, advertising mm. agency down in uh, Newmark. Uh, no, uh, College Hill. College Hill, down, yep. down the bottom of uh, Ponsonby there. And just a great bloke. Just Kicked off straight away, you know what I mean? Like, just came across as a really nice dude, and um, man, he's gone on to have a fantastic broadcasting career. He's so good. Yeah, he's very good. I love this chat about the chaos, creating chaos, not being dragged into what the French want to play, the style. They'll want to slow it down. They'll want to more. They'll want to line out knowing the success that other teams have had against the Black Ferns. So they've got to play a really unstructured game, which can go two ways, Kimpy, and we touched on it earlier, they like we, we all want to run it from everywhere. But when the team knows you're going to run it from everywhere, they, they, they defend like it. You drop one back, and you keep 14 others up in the front. And it's like a blue wall. Mm. You're running at it. So you've got to manipulate. You've got to – even those little chip kicks over the top, little grubbers, little things, just keep trying to turn them around, keep trying to make them guess, then they'll have a, a pretty flourish night. But um, it's going to be a hell of a job. I'm, I'm excited. That, that is my game of the weekend. I'm going to watch the Black Ferns taking on the French at Eden Park. And Shapeshifter are playing, my favourite band of all time. So uh, I'm going to get there and I'm going to put the popcorn on, light the fire and watch that game on Spark Sport. How good. Uh, and it's free to air as well on, on TV3. But Spark Sport are keeping it up to up to date and they're doing a stellar job there here with uh, Katrina Sue. you got Liz Alda. you got um, Sini Naupu. Um, leaving us all the co- uh, coverage as well. So, mate, I'm hoping the Black Ferns can, can do the job and get it done tomorrow night. What a good night. What a good night. Shapeshifter, the Ferns, up against the French. What you're saying is bend the line first, ladies. Bend mm. the line and then take them <laughs> apart. 
given that Wayne Smith special, that one-two. Wayne Smith into our big man, Mr. Henry. They've worked on him, you know. Cron and the, the, they're talking about Morland. Morland. Morland, get out there and Morland. <laughs> take them on at their own game, you reckon, Take them Kim? on. Take them on and bend that line first. They won't expect take that. Take them apart. Yeah, they won't expect the uh, Black Ferns to take them on at their own game. Maybe that will surprise them. They'll be probably, you know, putting less numbers into the mall would give them an advantage there, the Black Ferns. So ooh, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be full of surprises. Can't wait for that match to unfold. Who are you watching? Who Who is the one to watch for you tomorrow night? Which player are you going to be fixated on and just watching with interest? Ooh. I'm like... I'm, when you when you were talking and get that excited, I'm actually going to try and get me some tickets, mate, and go and watch them. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, the shape you love it, the eh? Shapeshifter, the shapeshifter got me, mate. The shapeshifter got me. It was just like you hear that, mate. Of course, you want to watch a bit of sport, don't you? Oh, my favourite band. My favourite band. Shapey's Monarch One can't beat it for me. I think Ruahe Dumont. Ruahe Demont has to have a big game. Her running game, when she's on, spots a half gap. When she's taking the line on, the Black Ferns have so much success. So Ruahe Demont, for me, is the one to watch. And then, wow, the one and only Gizzy Gill, Rua, um, Renee Holmes. So looking forward to seeing what she can do out there. The Black Ferns taking on the French to continue. Can they make the final? No doubt we'll be watching with interest. That was Scotty Sumo. Great to chat with the man regarding the Black Ferns. They are flying at the moment. A New York would breathe through and open wings to fly. Yeah. Let's go. That's right. Shapeshifter live this week in Eden Park. Black Ferns taking on the French. Well, our next guest would have been an absolute fist piss, no doubt. Beaver, the one and only Shapeshifter fan. How you doing, Beef? <laughs> uh, great to hear your voice again. Yeah, are you alive? I haven't seen you since Melbourne. <laughs> I'm alive, Beef. I'm alive and I'm kicking, mate. Nothing can stop the dagger. I tell you. I tell you. How you doing, brother? Yeah, good, mate. Just uh, you know what it's like. Family duties. Just uh, three little, a little, little shites this morning. But anyway, you know that's life. <laughs> Surprised you're up this early, actually, Beef. <laughs> but early for you. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, uh, as John Kern once said, uh, better never stops, is he? Um, so I yes. you know, just, just sort of improve myself. Hey, Beef. Nice, mate. Hey, Beef, how's the chest feeling? Uh, it's been a big week on the chest, actually, Kempe. Uh, I mean, it's, it's still not uh, Tony Kemp's size, uh, which I hoped it would be after this week of press ups, but. Uh, yeah, look, I've got a few impingements in my uh, shoulders, which I didn't think were there anymore. It's been a great week. <laughs> was, that, oh. was that Mania crying because he had to do one push-up? <laughs> look, we, have, we, have, we haven't got a whole lot of purchase out of our uh, producer box. Um, but I'm looking to see, the, I'm looking to see the, the bulked up Louis Herman Watt, to be fair. <laughs> you want to see well, the Louis Herman Watt, he's gone down. 
He's gone down oh, tired, he? mate. He's he's away today, so it's just Kempe and Izzy holding the fort down, mate. But you're obviously a busy man. Just we'll let you go shortly because no doubt you got plenty going on. Movember, mate. What does it mean to you? What, what how important is Movember? Not only this month, but mental health. Well, I mean, obviously, as we sort of brought up and grew up in a generation where it wasn't really sort of talked about as especially New Zealand males. So um, it's it's uh, huge important. It's great now that it's mainstream and everyone talks about it. And uh, and there's mm. charities such as Movember doing wonderful work. So, nah, it's great. And uh, obviously anything we can do is uh, for benefit. That's nice. And uh, we'll just take that win for the first week, Beef. But what have you guys got us planned coming up for week two? Because you guys, uh, yeah, the ball's been handed over to you and you and Kirst got to throw it back to me. And is, what have you got planned? Yeah, look, before I move there, I just want to say congratulations on week one. Um, there was a bit of speculation, some of the footage we've seen, that would have to divide your total by four because there's a lot of quarter press-up sort of accusations directed <laughs> at the breakfast team. But um, we're prepared to just concede. And uh, yep, no, we've, yep. the boys have come uh, in the studio box that uh, a game of horse playing basketball shots where uh, we go around and uh, pick spots one for one uh, with, with the four of us and one on one with uh, four of you guys and we just pick a spot. If you drain it, all good. If you don't, you get a letter and uh, first one to horse loses. Are you guys happy with that? I know Izzy fancies himself as a basketballer. Well, I don't know if you want to take on. I'm, I'm constantly breaking ankles on, on the rugby field and the b-ball court. Um, but how am I going to do it? I'm down here. Well, that's, that, look, maybe we took you out that's of the equation. A dumb and, one. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> well, well um, there's, there's been chat of a super over, but then I said, don't you know that Izzy Dag won't fold 145 clicks of Brett Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, mate. Now you're going to bring up my golf story. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, uh, we're, we're looking at Kempe plus producers to uh, maybe probably next Wednesday, Kempe, when no. we're all in studio, we'll go find a hoop. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I'll have them up for it, Beeve. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> be, I'll just make sure you bring the headgear. <laughs> Beautiful. Look, can't wait. The team's looking forward to a bit of redemption this week for the run home. <laughs> nice, yes. Beeve. Nice. Hey, don't Beautiful. forget, Beeve, make sure you tell everyone to uh, fire through their text today. Boots to... Our number, 469, our great man, Mike King, who's in support of his great cause today. And uh, we look forward to going up to Zip next week. Can't wait to get on that court. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant, guys. Catch you later. Appreciate it. There he is, the one and only Beaver. Beaver. That is a dumb one, Kimpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. is so dumb. Because you want to come up here and tell them up. Well, you just have to come up, mate. That's all just we'll ring in, eh? Why don't we ring you in? Bring you up. I'm sure. Oh, well, come up for a game of horse. Oh, you can talk. To, no thanks. You can talk to Kurt. Send the <laughs> private jet down. Do they not? Do they know, <laughs> not know what next week is? It is Cup Week. Oh. Daggy goes Gordon Cup Week. Oh, good. <laughs> How about I just go shoot some hoots by myself? That'll be that'll be a good one. But and anyway, you hold the fort down. Hey, Kempi, I've just got a bit of a question for you. Mm. Can you lift those arms above horizontal? Just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you shoot. You yeah. don't want to shoot from your chest. You want to raise your arms, like there'll so. Give no us a little in, shot. I tell you what, there'll be no one in front of me when I shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, can you roll that wrist again? 
There you go. Look at that. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't I've got a little bit of faith Don't in Don't you worry, <laughs> brother. Don't you worry. This boy's been on that court many a times. <laughs> oh, awesome, brother. Awesome. I'm, I'm keeping my faith in you. I'm Keep a little bit worried about, f- I'm a little bit worried about um, two left feet Joe. Uh, he, if he's gonna, uh, mate, he's been working on his chest. He'll have no problem. Don't worry, I'll put job against, against Jacob. It's my worst sport, I'll be honest. But yes, me and Jacob are physically the same, so it'll be tough. <laughs> I'll get the videos out. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.